Coming up next on the Weekly Pass, we've got Rod Woodson, Hall of Famer DB on our show. And we've got sports news, Kobe Oscars, and talking MVP, Rookie of the Year. All that and more coming up next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hi, I'm Bonnie Jalapa, and welcome back to the Weekly Pass. You can find me on Twitter at BJ Laughlin, on Instagram, Facebook, at Bonnie Jill. And we've got an exciting show. I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts, Josh Rodriguez and Becky Sotero. Hey, how's it going? My name is Josh Rodriguez. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. What is up, friends? I am Becky Sotero. You can find me on all social media at Becky Sotero. We have some extraordinary news. Join us on the live chat. We want to hear your questions, comments, all that good stuff. Thank you ahead of time. Also, we have a new Twitter page. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate that. Go team. Go team. So, you can be a part of... This action all week, even when we're not in studio, go to at BJL Weekly Pass on Twitter. We want to see you there. And then take videos of yourself yes, with questions. We want to see that. Tweet them. We want you to be involved. Yeah. And we may get you on the show, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, so if that's you, if, exciting. With your video, we can rip the audio or video and we can put you on. That's right. If you impress yeah. us, you'll be on our show. There you go. <laughs> and if you want to banter on Twitter, I think I know someone who likes to do that. Oh, uh, That this would be guy, me. This that guy. Would, once again, at Josh underscore Rodriguez <laughs> underscore. Let's do it. That'd be fun. So I'm kind of excited. You were at the Oscars viewing party, right? Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? I, I watched some of the Oscars. I'm not a big Oscars guy. Well, this but, is a sports yeah. show, but we got to talk a little Oscars yeah, because... Yeah, we do. The Mamba. <laughs> the goat of all goats took home an Oscar if you were living under a cave. And how, I mean, I was so excited for Kobe. I mean, I've known him for so long. And just to see something like this happen to an athlete, you know, to be able to achieve. Don't give me that face because it's not LeBron. <laughs> He's back it's not LeBron. But, you know, it's true to see, you know, to see like, you know, him winning an Oscar after, you know, yeah. going for all these championships, wanting to get his sixth ring. Well, he got his sixth trophy, which is the Oscar. It's incredible. What did you think? Did you think you would ever see this in your sports career lifetime? I mean, I think so. I mean, even with LeBron, he is starting to do a lot of production and, you know, doing so much stuff, you know, with TV. And I think mm-hmm. now in this day and age, athletes want to do more than just like what Kobe said. You yeah. know, we're just supposed to dribble a ball and shut up. Yeah. They do so much more. And I think it's nice to see him win this, whether you're a Kobe fan or not. He puts so much, you know, uh, time into this project mm. and he just... It was kind of like mm. everything to him. And people who saw when he first retired, the Players' Tribune, Dear Basketball, and how much basketball meant to him growing up as a kid and that he'd given it his all. Right. And I'm, you know, now he's done. And for him to be able to win that Oscar, I know there was a lot of people saying that maybe he didn't deserve that because there were other people that had, you know, kind of put a little more time, maybe energy into that project. But I think Kobe deserved it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Kobe's probably one of the most hardworking people mm-hmm. of you. all time, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so I can't even imagine what he was like, you know, during this documentary. If he, he probably went as hard in this documentary as he did on the basketball court. Now, speaking of that, though, like, what was he like? Because you know him. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, explain to me, like, what is it like being around Kobe Bryant and his worth ethic? And before, you yeah. know, I, I get to that, viewers, we are trying to get Kobe on. Um, yeah. I talked to him yesterday, congratulating him. And so hopefully yeah. he'll be here talking, actually, you know, what he thought of 
about this extraordinary win. But yeah, he's just, you know, this, he's different. You know, I yeah. remember like his first year with the Lakers, people were kind of thought that, oh, you know, this kid, is he, you know, is he introverted or what's going mm. on? But he was just so different from the rest of the team while Shaq's like throwing food and, you know, blowing <laughs> you know, bubble gum so and much this and that. Yeah. Kobe's in the back of the bus reading, you know, mm. brushing up his, on, his, on his Italian, listening to classical music. He just was, you know, a different cat, you know, different than the rest mm. of the, mm. the guys. And he just is so intelligent and so smart. And I think you saw that you know on the court as well that he just really you know in his head he's an entrepreneur too it's not just an right. athlete he he can do everything and he's proving that and i mean you get john williams scoring this he's narrating it it's based if nobody knows it's based on his letter his nba mm-hmm. retirement letter i mean it had the whole package and clearly like you said his work ethic it's just unbelievable shot yeah now were you a scout when he was on the team mm-hmm. and he always was so supportive of me which was so nice you mm-hmm. know to yeah. have someone like him and uh, the boston globe had uh, written an article about me that was kind of a smear um, article mm-hmm. and Kobe was the first one to like have my back Good. and Incredible. to say you know just because she's a female she doesn't deserve this and that all of us you know have her back and it was always really nice that when you have someone like Kobe you know anyone having your back mm-hmm. is nice right but when you have yeah. someone who's leading the team it was it was nice that he was you know in my corner and during the 20 years of him playing and seeing his jersey retired they actually showed a bit of dear basketball and I was like was in tears because it was, it was something kind of very mm. you know sad about it. it's you know that he was done and the way Mm-hmm. that it kind of, you know, all, it wasn't how he wanted to end it, yeah. but it, it, you know, he still did it, and mm-hmm. now he's got this Oscar, and like you said, he's like, I'm more excited about this Oscar. That was a cool quote. Than the championship rings I had in the insane. NBA, which mm-hmm. is kind of nuts. Have you talked to him personally since he won the Oscar? I just texted him. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and just said congratulations, and mm-hmm. I was so happy for him, and, you know, I was watching it, you know, at home, and I'm jumping off my couch, like, all excited, you yeah. know, because, well, you know, you didn't know. Just because it's Kobe doesn't mean he was going to well, win, Well, did you talk you know? to him about next steps? Is he thinking about bringing I mean, he's wanting to do so much more. Things. Yeah, sure. and he's working with Stan Lee, um, you know, obviously, Great. I think you guys probably know who yes. he is, um, creator of Marvel. He is mm-hmm. wanting to do more, like, the comic book stuff, and super superhero and the animation like he loves all of that yeah. and so well now he wants to be the best in this genre it's kind of cool yes it's that's so cool. like just like he's yeah. so competitive so everything he does he wants to excel and just be the best at mm. it so you know it's nice so i'm happy for him so da, 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 we need like a little Kobe. <laughs> congratulations we congratulations video, yeah we had a video of him accepting the award which was interesting I, and it's funny, I didn't even know he was nominated. You did? I know. I mean, what? I'm such a big sports fan, oh, and I, I had no idea that Kobe was even nominated for I an Oscar. I think L.A. had a little bit of an excitement earthquake happen when this yeah. award was given out. Yeah, I'm happy for him. I, I like Kobe. Listen, if I'm if you're going to ask me LeBron versus Kobe, I'm going to pick LeBron, but that doesn't mean that I don't respect Kobe Bryant sure. and what he's done for the game. He's right. one of the best ever, and obviously I admire his worth ethic and what he's done for the game. Yeah. So, mm. you know, to see him continuing in another venture like this and, and succeeding so early. So early he looks. I, I mean, I think that's the thing, too. You're looking at one of the most, I mean, the, the, easily the best, one yeah. of the best athletes we've ever had in our time. And look how humble he is in yeah. this moment. I think you know? he was a little bit shocked, too. Like, sure. Did you see the way he was holding it? Yeah. He was, and he had all these pictures of him with Denzel Washington and different people. And you could tell moment. he was kind of like, you know, a kid again. Yeah. You know, being able to be around all these, these stars. And I also got to throw out a shout out to my boy, uh, Jordan Peele that won um, oh, the yeah. screenplay. Yes. For I Get saw, Out. Didn't you uh, you posted a picture of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm that's friends, right. Yeah, I'm friends with him. I did a couple episodes of Key and Peele. 
deal, and I kept in touch with those Did guys. You, what episodes so were you on? I was a sportscaster. Were you? Yes, and the one where they're going crazy about adversity. Do you remember? And he's throwing, he's an athlete. <laughs> I got to rewatch these. And he's throwing the couch, and he's kicking things, and he's talking about, you know, I've been through so much adversity. <laughs> and it was great, but I kept in touch with those guys, and it was Good. so nice to see how both of them have done so well and how sure. creative Jordan is. So, yeah. They were probably shell-shocked, huh? Oh, God. I mean, I was so excited for him. Just to, I mean, he's a rookie. Yeah. To get that. And now, I mean, he's going to do so much more, too. Mm. Is there any Oscars in your future? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the curling. <laughs> what can we get we in? We have dreams, ladies and oh, gentlemen. What can, we, what can we get in? We got to look at the category. <laughs> what can we get in? I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, gosh. That'd be amazing. Um, but what's going on in sports news, Becky? Oh, my goodness. Well, the NHL is sleeping a little bit, so not a lot going on, but we do okay. have um, the NCAA. NCAA college portion of hockey is actually coming to an end, so we've got a lot of um, those players are going to become impact players in the NHL, so it's sort of all eyes are on them. Right. Oh, that's right. They bring up college players. They do. Mm-hmm. That's they very do. interesting. So that's, it is. It's, it's, it's so different. Yeah. It really is. I mean, it's a big thing for the NHL because prospects are going to be huge this year for the draft. We've got March Madness kicking off. Yes, that's exciting. We're do, we know we're doing, we're doing brackets now. We have to do yeah. a bracket. Next week, we're doing brackets. Get sure. your brackets ready. Yes, and show us your brackets. Yes, we should have some type of competition. We have to do some, yeah, yeah, do something. Well, Selection Absolutely. Sunday is on the 11th, so that's okay. going to be kicking off. Um, can't wait to see who you guys are going to be picking for that. <laughs> the you FIFA always... World Cup, you guys, okay. soccer fans, 100 days away. It's happening in Russia. Is it? It's Russia. Yes, Russia, but there's so much scandal happening in Russia, but they have got their stuff together, and they're really providing an incredible opportunity for all the fans. What, what's the scandal? Um, players doping is okay. a big thing. Uh, not enough hotels. Um, in Russia? Yeah. So hmm. where the stadium's going to be, the hotel situation is not a good situation right now, so they're trying to... Figure that whole like security thing out. wise, yeah, security uh, threats. Well, I know like the Russian started, mob's pretty serious. Security there. threats have started pouring in, so they've they've got their hands full, but it's going to be great. They've got a hundred days. July fourteenth and fifteenth is when that's kicking off, and we've got some galaxy. That's my birthday, March fifteenth. <gasps> yeah. so that's a very oh, exciting really? day. Yeah. Happy I'm the twenty seventh. You are. Yeah. You're Aries. I'm Ooh. Pisces. Yeah. Wait, um, Ari- are you Aries? Yeah, my yes. Oh, April? Yeah. yeah, April 18th. But Look this is in July. She's like, I think yeah. <laughs> um, But we've got some LA Galaxy brothers happening um, in the FIFA World Cup, so that's going to be really exciting. And the Galaxy won their first game of the season on Sunday over the Portland Timbers. Isn't there a new Los Angeles soccer team, too? Yeah, there is. LA, yeah. Uh, LA soccer, yeah. And yeah. they won. They beat Seattle, I think. Yeah. Wow. Look so at LA is coming in hot on soccer. I saw Kobe yeah. Jones at the game last you did? night. Yeah, he was yeah. at the Laker game. Oh, my goodness. I don't know what team he plays for now, though. I think um, you... Let's, I'm we'll so look bad that when it comes to we'll soccer. We'll look that up. We'll get, we'll get back to you. But then, uh, <laughs> finally, IndyCar. They've got some changes to their cars this season. Uh, the season is starting off in Petersburg on um, in March. So we've got some big things coming up for IndyCar. We're going to be talking about that coming up. And I think cool. we have our guest already. Rod, yes. are you there? I am. Thanks for joining us, Roddy Rod. I call him Roddy Rod. Roddy Rod. All right. I'll take it. (laughs) How are you doing, Rod? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. I know. I know it's like maybe past your bedtime, so thanks for staying up. (laughs) It is past my bedtime, but, you know, for you, I'll stay up. I appreciate it, Rod. Now, did you watch a lot of the Combine? I mean, I know that you just came off being a coach for the Raiders, position coach. Do you still watch the Combine and kind of get a feel for the players that are going in the draft? Yeah, I mean, I I was there. Um, oh, you were there. I went there okay. I went there Thursday. Uh, matter of fact, I was the official coin flipper for the Oakland Raiders versus the Forty ers for the ninth and tenth position yes, in I the know. NFL draft because they were oh, tied. Right. Holla. And um, 
I flipped Rod the played for both the teams, by the way. I know the 49ers won. I was happy about that, but I didn't know that you were the one that flipped the coin. I was a coin flipper. I practiced for like two weeks straight. <laughs> so there's a technique to that then. <laughs> it is technique to You know, sometimes, you know, you can just throw the coin up and it doesn't flip, and that's not a coin <laughs> Um, so, Rod, you know, there's a lot of conversation people always talking about, like, does the combine really matter? Or do a lot of the front office and GMs, do they already kind of have their mind set on these players already? No, it doesn't. Um, I, I think uh, the combine is probably the, the biggest impacts it have for the GMs and the coaches in general is that um, you get the medical, all the medical review um, you can see any history, any red flags, if they have reoccurring injuries um, of, of any kind. And then I think the second part is the interviews are a big part of, I think the on-the-field uh, things, I think the on-the-field drills is probably the least most important in this aspect. This is the fact that this is the first time, at least, at least for the coaches, because this is the first time that coaches really get to see these guys and get to talk to these players. And just to get to know them, asking them questions, see what, how they understand football, putting them on the board in some capacity, uh, giving them some type of items to probably to recall at the very beginning of the conversation and then at the end of the conversation come back to see if they have that recall. Um, I think that's a critical piece to it. Uh, I don't think any of the, the GMs or any of the coaches at this point have anything solidified of who they're going to draft and what order they're going to be in. I think that's still in the process. So personally for you, though, Rod, as a coach, what do you look for in these players? Well, you know, being a defensive back coach, um, I think at the, the biggest thing is you just want to have a guy that's, uh, that's himself, first of all. Um, at the end of the day, you know, the interviews are great. Uh, doing the 40 is great. Having a great vertical is outstanding. But if the film, when you put on the tape, if it doesn't, if you don't stand out, um, to me, I'm looking for a football player. And I'm not looking for certain measurables. I don't need his arm length to be a certain thing. I don't need, you know, his hand to be a certain length. Um, I don't need his wingspan to be a certain length. At the end of the day, you're looking for football players. You're trying to find guys who can make plays and and good character players on top of that. I think, um, you know, you've seen what Philadelphia has done so quickly and how those guys are so much, uh, seem like they and you really enjoy the season, seem like you really enjoy playing for each other. And those are the type of guys you're trying to find uh, that you can play for Sundays and, and on Monday nights and Thursday nights, Thursday nights nowadays. But, you know, when you find guys who really enjoy each other, um, you can win a lot of football games and you can win a Super Bowl. Now, you were there, Rod. Did you get a chance to see Shaquem Griffin and um, how great he did in the 40 and everything? I mean, you know, one-handed linebacker coming out of Central Florida, and he just really turned a lot of heads. Uh, you know, I, I I didn't see him personally, but I definitely saw it on, on tape. Um, I just couldn't believe he ran that fast for a linebacker, first of all. Yeah, four yeah, um, yeah 4.38, oh which is, like, oh, crazy. Man. And, Rod you, Rod, you ran in 4.33, right? Yeah. I did. Wow. Um, so, I mean, he's a lot faster than I am, but basically, especially for being a linebacker, you know, I graded his brother last year coming out. 
Um, tremendous story, just the whole family thing, the whole the way they play football, and for him to overcome the his handicap of mm-hmm. only having one hand is tremendous. The way he plays, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I don't know he'll he won't go in the first round. I don't know if he'll go in the second. I think people should fall in love with his tape, even if you love mm-hmm. him as a person, if you love his story. I still think at the end of the day, you still got a grading to where you see him fitting for your football team. But everything that he did uh, when he was at the Combine is remarkable. Mm. Hey, Rod, how's it going? It's Josh. I have a question for you. Now, you're a DB coach, obviously, but the rules were different when you played. How, do, how are you able to transfer your knowledge of the position to coaching the players now when the game is so differently? Like You can't touch an offensive player now. So how are you able to adjust the way you played into your coaching abilities now? Well, I mean, the way I played and the way my players would play are different. Uh, You know, none of my players are going to be me. Uh, Each player is different, um, but you do coach. You coach the same way. Um, Basically, you know, I played against the run and shoot, and basically every team that you play against is basically the run and shoot. Uh, It's all third down. Mm -hmm. It's all sub package for the most part. Probably 75, 80% of it is sub package. Um, But at the end of the day, you're trying to find guys who believe in who they are as players, and when they go on the field, they don't care about the flag because flags are going to be thrown. They're right, wrong, or indifferent. They're going to be thrown, and you can't let you can't let that determine how you play as a player. Right. Uh, you got to go play, and if you do that, uh, you have you find good players. Mm. So good. Hi, Becky here. Nice to meet you. I wanted to bring to the attention of our viewers, if they don't know, that you are a world class, accomplished track and field star. Yes. So my question... Way I, back in the day. I know, I know, but I want people to know that you are more than just a football player here. So this is extraordinary. You qualified for the Olympic trials in 1984. Why did you not go? Tell everybody why you did not go. Well, not in 84. In 87, I did. Okay. So in, 80, in 84, I was just coming to college. Uh, what I did do um, at Purdue is that I, I won the Big Ten, I was a hurdler, I won the Big Ten hurdles indoors all four years while mm-hmm. I was there. Um, and then in 1987, we had that strike, and that was a holdout when they had replacement players mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I held out, and I went out to L.A. to mm-hmm. join a track club, then I went over and ran in the European circuit. And the following year, they had the Olympics in 88, but once you became a pro mm-hmm. in 88, 89, 90, 91, you could not get your amateur status back and to to run for or play in the Olympics. Wow. And in 92, we all know the dream team happened, mm-hmm. and I was going to run again. In my last game of the year, I broke my hand. Oh. And I didn't run again. So, mm. But track and field was wow. my first love yeah. because, you know, even though we talk about, you know, all the pro, all, you know, team sports are really um, – what I want to say, perception sports. So if the, if the if the coach and the coaches perceive you to be a better player than X, Y, Z, then you're going to play. Well, what I love about track is that the coach, can, he can't tell you that you're slow, mm-hmm. and then you go out and run a 10-1 or right. 10-0-1 or 9-9. He can't say you're slow because it's, true, it's between you and the clock. Sure. And that's what I love about track. Mm, so good. Rod, I have another question about your career. Now, you're on that Baltimore Ravens defense that destroyed my New York football giants in the Super Bowl. Hmm. Yeah, you broke my heart. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's okay. Um, <laughs> where do you think that defense ranks, objectively? Now, I know you're a part of that defense. 
you seem like an objective person, so I'm going to ask you honestly, <laughs> where does that defense rank all time? Well, I mean, you, if you're talking longevity, you know, we didn't, we didn't sustain how good we were. Mm-hmm. But if you talk just one year of this dominant football, I, I, you know, I put us in the top two or three. Wow. Uh-huh. You know, everybody talks about the Bears at 85, but really the Bears 86 defense set the scoring record. And, and we shattered that scoring record by, I think, like 24 points. Mm-hmm. So points allowed against the defense in a 16-game season. You know, we shattered that. And, um, you know, once once we got turning and once we got clicking, once we started believing in each other, and it took a three-year process to get there in Baltimore. But once everybody started believing in who this defense was and we all started running to the ball and we all started playing for each other, we just we just felt that if our office gave us three points, if our office gave us seven points, <laughs> we're going to win. Right. That's how I felt too watching you so guys. Good. And speaking of that defense, Rod, what about your friend who just got – Inducted, we'll be inducted in the Hall of Fame in August, Ray Lewis. Sugar. <laughs> Sugar. Yeah, Sugar. So, you know, well, we got different nicknames. I gave him Sugar, uh, and then his other nickname was Seven because 5 2 equals seven. So, um, you know, he, he became arguably the best middle linebacker probably to play in the National Football League. I agree. Yeah. And he became one of the best leaders over the course of his time of playing in the National Football League that I've probably have ever seen. Because I think what he did with his players is that he praised them like he should, but then he got on them when he had to, and he corrected them when he had to. Because sometimes the truth doesn't always feel good. And, um, you know, I think as he grew in his maturity outside of football, he grew on the football field. And that's my guy. Uh, I can't wait to see him um, in August. I need, he definitely deserves to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I agree. There were some people who were saying he shouldn't go in. I, I, unbelievable. I was, yeah, they're talking about off-the-field problems and so forth. Well, he, he had the one issue. Yeah. You know, that's really that's all he ever had. And uh, unfortunately, you know, people did, um, uh, you know, pass that, you know, the, the incident that happened out in Atlanta at the Super Bowl. But... I think he vindicated himself. Um, he did his time. Um, and I believe in Ray. Um, I think he's a good man. He's a good father. Um, he's a good teammate. And he's a great friend to me. Yeah, you guys have been really close over the years. Wow. Now, Rod, you, you know, being a coach, how hard was it to transition from being a player into, first you went to an analyst, then coaching, and it's different than from a player because there's so much more time you have to put in. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lot more time. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I know we talked. That time about that. ain't no joke, boy. That time, that time goes fast too. But um, I, I think the biggest thing to being a coach is just, you know, if you, I played seventeen years in the National Football League. So most players who play in all sports, once they play double digit years, they are really coaching. They're helping the coaches. They might even know more than the coaches mm-hmm. on the that field. Coach, yeah. And you know. And I think for me, the biggest thing for me, the big adjustment was, is to get all the knowledge that's in my head and to, to put it back out on paper, but to also realize that all my players are different. They're different than me. They're different than all the other guys I've played with. So what I used to tell my guys is that I want all you guys to bring your own uniqueness to the game inside of our system because I want you to be comfortable. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to talk about certain techniques 
and certain things that I like, but you not might you probably can't do all of them. Right. But if you can do one or two or three, and then another coach or peer tells you something else that you might like, and you put that on your tool belt, and if you keep adding to those things over the course of time, you become a really good player. So I, I think for me, it was just for it was it was just trying to get all the knowledge I had in my head back on back to them, and you know to teach the system in the classroom because I think you teach the system in the classroom because all systems are different because all the languages are different from different coaches, but it's really all the same. And then when I got on the field, I coached all the same. Right. That was, that was completely different. But, you know, I thought, you know, I, I love seeing ex-players get into coaching and to give back to the players. Um, they're millennials. They are a little <laughs> hard-headed. They are a little spoiled. Sorry. Um, but they want to be coached, you know, just like your kids. You know, your kids – they always say they don't want to be disciplined, but they really do want to be disciplined because structure. when they grow up and they're good people, they're going to thank you for that later. Well, with that being said, though, Rod, do you ever get frustrated as a coach be saying, like, God, the mistakes you're making I would have never made? Or is it, you know, is it tough to ever, like, not want to really, you know, put the hammer down and say, why can't you do what I do? No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, yeah, you know, a couple of times <laughs> I would say... I would, I, would, I would stand behind one of the players or, two, you know, whoever it might be, and I was like, slide over. And as, as, as the players pl- are going through and the, and the quarterback is in his cadence, I'm like, slide over. He's going to throw in the seam. And then he doesn't slide over, and he lets the ball get caught in the seam. I said, you didn't see that? And they'll go, no. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, but that's, that's, that's the norm normally in the National Football League because, you know, I mean, most people only play 3.9 years in this league, and most players play with blinders on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the really good players and the great players play with great vision, and they mm-hmm. can see and recognize and and anticipate things a lot faster than all the other players. So at times I got frustrated, but I knew that they weren't me. And all I really would have been, all I wanted my players to do is to be their best players that they could be mm. every given day, every given down. And when they did that. Um, I was I was happy, and at the end of the day, I just I didn't want them just to be better, real good players. I want them to be better men. Right. I want them I want them to be oh, good dads. Mm-hmm. I want them to be good citizens. I want them to do work in the community, mm-hmm. and I wanted my players to love each other, and and to hang around each other because all the good teams I played for, we were boys. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know I kicked it with my guys. Yeah. And, you know, when you, you do everything that you can, you know this, and this is, it doesn't even matter about sports, but if you have a close friend and your close friend comes in peril, you're going to go there for him. Yeah. And that's what I used to tell my guys all the time. It's no, it doesn't matter what happens with you guys. Stay close. And as you guys stay close, you'll build great friendships with each other. I'm so motivated wow. right I know. now. <laughs> it's so inspiring, Rod. That is incredibly inspiring, incredibly insightful. Um, well, we want to play a little game with you, if you'll play with us. Are you ready for this? Sure. Yes. <laughs> okay, we're going to play this or that. And you can go with this or you can go with that. And so I'm going to rapid fire ask you questions so the fans can get to know you a little a little better. So are you ready? Okay. Here we go. Yeah, let's do it. Kobe or Jordan? Jordan. Okay. Sneakerhead or hat head? Sneakerhead or what head? Hat head. Oh, hat head. All right. Uh, if you were to go to one final athletic competition, would you go to the Super Bowl or the Olympics? 
Olympic track and field and watch the hurdles. There we oh. go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, crowd surf or ocean surf? Uh, it, it, it depends on what part of the ocean I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if I'm enough. in South Africa, I'm going to be in the crowd surf. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> fair enough. Vegas or the Vatican? Vegas. Right. <laughs> Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. All right. East Coast or West Coast? Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> West Coast. Ooh. Ooh. There we go. There, you, there it is. All right. Final one. If you were to eat a taco or a hot dog, depending on your favorite, do you eat left to right or right to left? I wouldn't know what I do. I, I'm going to eat a taco, first of all. Me <laughs> And I think I eat my tacos left to right. No, no, right to left. Right to left. Right to left. I'm a right to lefter, too, but you wouldn't believe it how many people are, are left to right. So, yeah. Thank you for playing. That was fun. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. Robin, that is, that's a good game. I that was like good, that. right? Rob, before we let you go, I know you were telling me at Super Bowl that you're not going to go back to the Raiders and coach, and you're thinking about getting going back on air. Is that what we're going to see from you next? I, I hope so. You know, I don't make those decisions. Um, but uh, I hope I get back into TV and radio. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, you're great. I enjoyed you're, really good, you're such a good analyst. I like you a lot, so Rob. I appreciate it. Uh, but, you know, I, I love coaching. I love my guys uh, in my four years of coaching. I built some great friendships with the guys. Uh, we still text each other. You know, one of the guys had their baby, had a baby the other day, and he texted me as soon as the baby was born and showed me the picture of the baby. And that's what it's all about, yeah. Yeah. you know, at the end yeah. of the day. The family. I mean, it's a football, it's a football game. Um, the camaraderie. But, you know, mm. I, I like to get back into the TV and radio. It's a lot easier. Uh, it's, it's not as volatile. And I can make... Yeah. You know, I can make my predictions, and if they don't come right, I can still have a job. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Thank you so much, Ryder. I love you. You're the best. Thanks for joining us. All right, take care. Terrible towel tribe right here. (laughs) I am a Steeler fan. Isn't he great? He's amazing. So that good. was very insightful. And he gives a lot. Yeah. Right? Actually, people on the yeah. chat have been saying he's very yeah, insightful. Yeah, we have people. Oh. That was so cool. Yeah, we have people in the chat. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He just he's so knowledgeable. Yeah. on so different you know different aspects from the player to the coach, the analyst. You know, he's got it kind of all wrapped Se- up. In one seems thing. like a player's coach too. Like he, he, is. he understands that everyone is different. There's different things that make people tick. And right. I think as a, I mean, I'm. That didn't play on a professional level, mm-hmm. but just as an athlete growing yeah. up, that's something that you appreciate in a coach. Yeah, and what, well, one of my questions yeah. was, how does he motivate his players? And yeah. he and answered he that without even, I mean, yeah. he just wants them to grow to be more than just athletes. It's just incredible. And I love that. And, you know, I thought he might have come back to the Raiders with Gruden, but I don't know if he wants, because, you know, with Gruden, mm-hmm. you watch a lot of film. <laughs> you're not going home. You're sleeping there, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> well, though, that was great. Thanks for Rod for coming on. And yes. um, you can uh, follow him. I think it's Rod Woodson. 26. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Mm-hmm. I mean, look it up. Um, He's not a big social media yeah, person. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find his tags for you guys. It's perfect. But um, did we have any questions, though, for him when uh, on the chat? Not on the chat, no. There were just comments about how insightful he is, and okay. that's the commentator side coming out for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Well, now we're going to flip over to what me and Josh like to talk about. Um, <laughs> basketball. NBA. NBA basketball. Um, MVP. Rookie of the Year. Um there's a lot going on, you know, for these teams that now are yeah. trying to get into, you know, the playoffs. It's kind of the push right now. And it's funny because so many people start, when they talk about MVP, it's like what we talked about. Is it 
the whole season? Is it what they contribute during the right. during the you know the crunch time? Is it you know what is it? And for me, I think it's got to be all season long, and also makes all of his players better, okay. and makes it uh, you know like you look at a James Harden, right? I mean the front you know the front runner <laughs> right now, he's done it all, yeah. right? And I always feel bad for James because. Every year, it's like he's right there, and then Steph takes it, or you know, someone's always mm-hmm. right there to to take it from him. And he's just had a phenomenal year, um, incredible. I mean, his stats: thirty one point two points, eight point nine assists, five point two boards, yeah. one point nine steals, and forty four point seven from the field. Yeah, um, just ridiculous. He's just been so impressive, though. You know. Mm-hmm. All season long, right? Yeah, he's been phenomenal. Now, the thing is with MVP, though, like, what does MVP really mean? Now, yeah. when you say value, if you took him off, you know, Chris Paul's still there. They're still a really good team. So how valuable is he? Right. This, this I is, mean, you do you do make yeah. a, a good point. I just still think, though, that without him, I don't know if they're winning oh, no, seven they're games. You know, mm-hmm. they keep, they're on the streak right now, 15-game streak in, in franchise history. So that's it's it's impressive, you know, and they're going to be tough. You know, I know the Warriors are still the team to beat, but it's not going to be as easy for no. them this year like it has been in the past where they just, you know, yeah. ride right through all these teams. It's going to it's gonna be tough. They're going to give them a run for their money. Um, there's obviously the other people that people talk about. I was at the game last night, and Damian Lillard, oh, my God. <laughs> he's unbelievable. He's probably tearing up my Knicks he's as we speak right I now. I mean, yeah. ridiculous. I mean, yeah. he's been good for, you know, I mean, he's always been good. But I think really you're seeing, you know, after the All-Star break too, just seeing how phenomenal. I mean, and just knocking down threes, mm. right? I mean, just yeah. crazy. He's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and then you have someone like Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins uh-huh. goes down, and then New Orleans shoots up to the four seed. All right. It's weird. Everyone's like, oh, they're not going to make the playoffs anymore right. because and they're it, about the seven, eight seed when DeMarcus goes down. Then Anthony Davis just goes on this ridiculous hot streak. They're eight and no in their past. And years. I love seeing that. Yeah. Didn't you have seen that? Like when DeMarcus went down, like you made a good point that everyone's like, oh, they're done. He actually like, okay, I got to fill both roles. Yeah. And and that's what he did. He's been unbelievable. And the other person, you know, you always got to talk about KD and um, LeBron. Um, <laughs> you know, whenever it's MVP talk, they've got to yeah. be in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. but the same thing with KD, though. He has Steph there. He has Clay mm-hmm. there. He has Draymond there. Like, how valuable are you? Right. We've seen that team win a championship right. before he even came over. So when you're talking value, it's mm-hmm. like, how valuable you do, you do, are you? Do, you? You do wonder. Yeah, and that's why I think LeBron is always in the conversation. I'm not saying he's the front runner. Because he holds it, the whole team on his, on his shoulders. Exactly. Without yeah. LeBron, that team is utter garbage. Right. They really are. I mean, they're not even playing well right now with mm-hmm. him. But um, I, I don't think Cleveland's playing well enough for LeBron to be considered the MVP right now. I do think James is the front runner because of how well Houston is playing. I do think his stats are inflated because of the system that he mm-hmm, plays in. It is. But at the same time, you can't hold that against him. He's still doing ridiculous things on the court, and they're winning, they're winning. almost every night. And they're fun to watch. I love watching, I love watching. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually a fan of James Harden. Um, he's just a, he's a good guy. He's a good guy, so I'm kind of pulling for him because he's – you know, he's never gotten it. Yeah. You know, you want him to finally... Well, hasn't he been runner-up twice? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, last time. Year, last year, it was uh, Russ. And actually, with two weeks to go in the season, people were saying Harding was going to win, then Russell just I went know. on a ridiculous streak. Well, those triple-doubles, and the, I yeah. mean, he's kind of crazy. But he finished, this, he finished the season very, very hot, and then he had that game-winner in Denver that knocked the Nuggets out. Mm-hmm. The, it's just he had he started having moments the last couple of weeks, and it just knocked James out of the race. I felt pretty bad for him. Yeah, I did too. That's why <laughs> That's why I'm really pulling for him. Yeah, I, me too. I'm, I'm rooting for James, James Harden. I'm, I'm like I'm a LeBron guy, but yeah, at the but same you got to you got to pull for exactly yeah, James. Yeah, and then Rookie of the Year. I mean, this is kind of, I mean, you know, for a while Ben Simmons. That's you know all everyone you know talked about, but Donovan Mitchell. 
You know, he impressed everyone with his, you know, his dunk and winning the slam dunk contest. Yeah. And, you know, after the Jazz were kind of considered just, you know, team with, you know, hey, we're going out. Oh, same kind of thing. Is mm-hmm. he, he kind of took the, the reins and he's, as a rookie, he's been phenomenal. And he's won two months mm-hmm. in a row, Western Conference Rookie of the Month. He's done so much. And he's in, he's, you've got to talk about him now, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. I mean, it's him or Ben Simmons right now. Now, right. I'm going to ask you. How do you feel about second-year players like Ben Simmons, who was he was injured his whole first? I know. First, what do you think about I, that? Do I you know, think they should be considered rookies? It's tough to say because I want to say no. Okay. Because they were there, but he didn't get any. You know, he wasn't there actually playing on the floor when you're hurt the entire year. So yeah. he's he's really a he's like that redshirt freshman kind of thing. Yeah, you know, you can, yeah. That's college. Good way to put it. So I mean, I still you got to put him in as a rookie because he didn't get any time. Mm-hmm. Do you disagree? Is it I, tough for you to? Honestly, I I I can't. I can go either way to be honest. With you. Yeah. I, I remember when Blake Griffin won Rookie of the Year. I, I'm a huge Nick fan, and Nick fans know Landry Field. But oh, Landry Field. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Landry yeah. Field jersey. He was actually my favorite player when he was on the Knicks. Yeah. But like, I was very bitter because I'm like, Landry's a real rookie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> true rookie, was, right? Well, this will be yeah. a fun thing to open up to the to the yeah. fans. To let us yeah, know, actually, tweet we should, us. Let us know what you yeah. think. Yeah. See, who do they think should be rookie of the year? Yeah. You know, I'm just a big fan of Ben Simmons because he just does I so much. I love his oh, game too. He reminds me kind of like of Magic. You know, he can kind yeah. of play any position on the court. He's not a good shooter, but when they kind of force him to shoot, Josh, you see him. He will drive to the yeah. bucket. And he, I mean, he's he's fierce. Yeah, and he's, like, he's trying to take that mid-range game to another level yeah. right now. You see him trying to take some shots. That's going to come with time. You know, he just has to work it on the off time. in the offseason. I think he is going to win it, though. You think Ben Simmons is going to win it? Yeah. See, I don't know if he's going to win it. Donovan Mitchell is having I, I, such a great I, season, and the Jazz is. are really he, hot right now. And that's what I'm saying, though, is he yeah. is peaking at the right time, though. Yeah. You know, where the voters are coming in. It's like, oh, wait, if you look at him right now, if you are if you were to vote today, I think it could be Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, right? I agree. But if you're looking for the whole season, I don't know. know. See, here we go again. (laughs) Who I wanted was Kuzma. I am a huge Kyle Kuzma (laughs) fan. Um, You know what it is, too? It's because he's, you know, everyone talked about ball, you know, that it's all going to be about, you know. Yeah. Sure. Him, like Lonzo, Lonzo, sure, Lonzo, right? Sure. And then you see Kuzma's basically kind of taken over yeah. when it comes to the rookie, you know, and he's he plays his heart out, and I, I'm, I'm like a big, big fan. I'm a big fan of Kuzma, too, but I, there's no doubt that Simmons and... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Donovan no, I'm just kind of saying kind of some honorable yeah. mentions. Yeah, you know? honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah. Don't do... Kuzma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. I just am impressed yeah. with how he's... The numbers he's putting up for rookie and that, you know, he's kind of taken... Because he's overshadowed... Lonzo, if you, if you look yeah, at the numbers. Well, of late, Lonzo has yeah. has picked it up a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. So I, I, I like what I see from Lonzo. I mean, I, it's he's kind of... He's progressing and he's getting is better. Is he in the running? I mean, do you guys no. feel like he's, he's no, not no, in the no, running? No, okay. he's not in the running. In his dad's yeah. head, yeah. Sure, no. sure. He got off to a slow start and then he got injured and so... What do you think that is, though, that he's not... Well, his injury? Yeah, well, yeah, he got injured before... Um, after the slow start, I just think it, he he's a point guard, so he has to get used to the speed of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, and he's a true point guard. Yeah, I, I, I love his I love his game. I personally yeah. love his game. I mean, if you break down his game, he knows how to read. You know, the weak side defender on the pick mm-hmm. and roll. And when you hear you go to these debate shows, and all they talk about is like how many points he scores. Or yeah, like, they want him sure. to knock him down. Sure. Right, they but. they want him to do that, but they don't talk about how he's able to read a defense. Yeah, and just because it's more he's, than just the points is what you're exactly. saying. Exactly, but that's what I like yeah. about him being the true point guard. Exactly, just because he doesn't get the assist, yeah. but he gets like the hockey assist. You know. That. Yeah, <laughs> I speaking my but language. How, how, how important is that hockey assist, yeah. though? You know oh, what I mean? Where yeah. it's like the pass and that leads to the assist sometimes. Is, and that's is, why I think you could yeah. have, you know, there's they're two players away from having a really good team. Oh, absolutely. Mm. You know, they need so. some veteran leadership there. That's mm-hmm. what I've always said. Yeah. God, I just had the conversation. They need a veteran, crafty veteran to come in there and just kind of take all them under the wing and kind of be able to 
like Rod say, that player coach kind of guy. Yes. You know, that's what they need. Um, but this is exciting. We had a great show. Yes. Thank you for Rod Woodson for coming on. And we've got some great guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. Can't we, can't, we can't tell you. Some are going to be in studio. But, so you know, we'll be back again next Tuesday on the Weekly Pass. I'm Bonnie Jill Laughlin. I'm Josh Rodriguez. I'm Becky Sotero. <laughs> and we will be back next week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Take care. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.